Hello, everyone. This is Sierra and Kate, the two ladies of learning at the LOL podcast. At LOL, we create a space to discuss the wide world of instructional design, from the technical to the innovative and inspirational. This is a conversation about the topics, issues, challenges, fun, and excitement of instructional design. We invite you to take out a journal or open notes in your phone so that you can jot down anything you find useful and helpful in today's episode. Now, without further ado, let's get started with today's episode. So, hi, um, our fellow LOLers. So, today's topic is um, IDs in a corporate space and how do you ensure that you're doing meaningful work? Okay, so this summer I've had an opportunity to intern at a quick service restaurant corporation. Um, And in my role, I worked in talent development for our field employees, so for our store employees. And one thing that kept coming up was like meaningful work and also as an ID, how sometimes you have to fight to make sure you're actually doing meaningful work. So I wanted to um, share the insight that I've garnered like over the last few weeks and just really to create a conversation around that and just to open your minds to start thinking about that as you apply for jobs or take on projects of your own. So Sierra, you were talking about working um, with a fast food restaurant chain and really talking about how you are making meaningful work in corporate America Um, as a career changer, because if you haven't watched previous episodes, um, Sierra and I both are not fresh into instructional design. We've done different careers before. Um, And how do you become intentional about ensuring your contributions in this field that they're meaningful? Like, how do you define meaning? Okay, that's a really good question, because I feel like as an instructional designer, um, especially in 2021, we have to actually carve that out um, for ourselves right now. Like, what does it mean to do meaningful work? And a part of that is making sure people understand actually the value that you bring. But meaningful work in general, um, to me, um, and what I've discussed with my colleagues, they they follow kind of like this general recipe. Um, You want to make sure the work that you're doing pushes your ID um, toolbox to new heights. You want to make sure that the work that you're doing is also feeding you as well. So just not busy work. You want to make sure of that. Also work that emphasizes your training and education. You want to be able to apply what you learn in school or in your certificate programs or YouTube or whatever. You want to be able to apply that and use it in a value um, driven environment. And that's something that we're going to have to speak up more about. Like, you know, uh, this is the the education and the toolbox that I have, and I would like to use it. So just using all the tools that we have. And also you want to make sure that your work supports the, tr- the strategic vision of the company. So I always talk about this in terms of like learning and development kind of growing into his own like beast or even like department as a whole um, in most companies that, you know, some companies are better than other others, but you always want to make sure that your um, your goals as an instructional designer are in direct alignment with your company's goals and visions. And this is because you want to make sure that you can get buy-in on projects that need to be completed. Do you have ever a sense of where you have a vision as an instructional designer and you almost feel that you're a salesperson in some sense because you have to sell that meaning or do people look at you and say, I know she has meaning, but I don't know how to, to use her talents. Or do you think it might be a combination of the both? 
I think for me, it might be more of the latter is that, you know, people don't really understand what we do. And some companies, you know, if you even look at the job postings for instructional designers, you can tell there's a lot of confusion um, in the market right now as to what an instructional designer does. And we're just going to have to like really speak up about that. But also, you know, people see the meaning, um, but also they don't understand what goes on behind the scenes of what you're doing. So what could manifest to them is like, you know, a job aid or um, an interactive instructional video. Uh, they can try to extract it just to be like, hey, you know, you're the video girl or, you know, you're a graphic designer or you make things look pretty. You hear that a lot in the field. Like, OK, she's the person who's going to make things look better and more legible, not really thinking that I'm the person that's going to make it make sense because I'm going to um, take it through a process that's uh, research based and present to you a product that that you can learn from. So instead of thinking like, you know, I'm the person to make things look better or to kind of put everything together. It's a little bit deeper than that. And I do feel like, you know, we have a a calling to make sure, you know, people understand that in the workforce. Yeah. I think that that's something that I know too, that I've kind of struggled with. And I think that mm-hmm. it's something that really resonates with people in this field because we aren't graphic designers. We aren't UX designers. We aren't UI designers. We incorporate Mm -hmm. some of those things into what we do. And that's great and wonderful, but we are really in the learning business and the learning structure. And I think Mm -hmm. when you were talking about meaningful work, I just really thought about how our meaning is kind of sometimes defined by the learner and what their outcome is. What is it that you're trying to get out of it? And I, I wonder, and one of the questions um, that I kind of thought as we were talking here was how in meaning, do you define meaning by your corporate objectives, like what your boss wants you to do and executing that? Or do you find meaning more in what the person receiving the learning will do with it? Well, I think it's, you know, it has to be a little bit of both because you do Mm -hmm. go to work for certain things, you know, Um, and also, you know, personal development is is synonymous with professional development. But I'm thinking of meaning in terms of like the ID space, you know, so it comes down to the learner. You know, it has to be meaningful to the learner, but it also needs to be meaningful for you as well, um, because as the um, ID expert, you just want to make sure that you're doing work that feeds you. Um, And to me, you know, maybe I'm thinking too like, oh, like, you know, I want to do meaningful work, but that's very important to me, especially as a career changer. And Kate, I'm happy you brought up the the learner because one of the points that I have to make sure that you ensure you do meaningful ID work in the corporate space is to start with the end in mind. And that literally means starts from start from the user experience um, perspective. You start with that in mind to ensure because it's like you can create a job aid, you can create a curriculum, but if it's not useful to the people who that you're serving or that you're producing it for, then it's not. It, it, it holds little value. And to me, meaning means valuable um, to hold value. I really like that you said that. And I think that kind of brings up your beginning when you were really talking about your company wanting you to make something that looks pretty or that does this, or um, like you were even saying how like, oh, she is the girl that can make the information look good. Um, Now, what I really am thinking is how do you ensure it as the instructional designer? How do you ensure that your work has meaning and how can you take 
that attitude or mindset and put it into maybe work that might be contract or might be for an entrepreneur or might be outside of your work just in corporate America? Awesome, Kate. I'm happy you asked those questions because I have like a few pillars that I sat down and thought about like what would make this work meaningful. And one of the first is that you want to be intentional about your projects. And as an employee, you don't always have a say so over that, but you do have a voice. You know, this is one thing I'm realizing that when you're in a space where uh, your role is like ill-defined, you have the almost, um, what am I trying to say? Like it's your duty. It's, it's, it's your duty to define yeah. it for them. Like, you know, they can tell you one thing, but if they don't know really what you do, then you lend your voice. So you want to be very intentional about your project. You want to be and make sure you're doing projects that are complex. You want to make sure you're doing projects that are long-term that really talk to like the strategic vision of any company. So instead of doing just like off-topic job aids, those you could ask to work on a, you know, to, to put the job aids into a curriculum or to a certain book, into a manual, things like that. Um, and I feel like that's the essence of an instructional designer is literally you take material and parse it together via process and you produce a product that's useful to your client. So you have to decide what's the most useful. And all the times you don't get to decide. So, you know, that's another drawback for, you know, working for a company or just like in general, we don't always don't get to decide what to do. However, I do feel like, you know, we can be more vocal in the field um, and speaking up on the type of projects that we would like to work on and also the types of projects that actually need to be done. Because it's one thing to have, um, say, your manager hand you something, but it's like if you see that there's a need um, uh, with your learners, then it's up to you to decide, like, hey, how will I fill that gap? And you base that on the the ID process. And another way, so. oh, yeah. I was that? just saying too, and I didn't want to cut you off, um, but I, I, I kind of wanted to bring this up um, just to add into conjunction with what you were saying is that there seems to be, and uh, from what you were saying, a delicate balance between what you have to make as an instructional designer, the learner to understand and develop, as well as the same token is what the corporate language structure, philosophy, end goals are. And yep. so that delicate dance, I think, is something that when done well, I kind of think of it as ballet. You know, ballet looks so easy and beautiful and elegant, but you don't see the work that goes into it. You don't see the rehearsals. You don't see you don't. the dancers that fall because their partner held them incorrectly. And I yeah. think that's something that with instructional design that people I don't think really understand is the background and having your mind think in such a way that when you produce a product, mm -hmm. it sees it as a cohesive, as a cohesive learning outcome. Yeah. It's almost like a cohesive dance where things like the product is literally a blueprint to complete an objective. That's like the product of an, an ID anywhere for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, and most times people just see the product, not really realizing that we're leading you to a learning outcome. Um, 
So that's why, you know, you want to start with the end in mind and also be intentional about your projects. And a part of that is say no to busy work, like say no to those little one-off projects that like anybody can do, like Mm -hmm. just say, just say no to those unless you really have to. And it's something that needs to be done because I think of, um, ID is a very functional job. It's a very tactical job. Like, Hey, this is something that we're doing. This is something that we're producing. But the way I think about it, I'm like, okay. Okay, let's move from functional to functionally strategic. Mm-hmm. Like we can, we're still going to have to actually get in there and do the work. But I feel like we're at a very like fun space. It's like muddy. But when I see like muddiness and things like that, I get excited because I'm like, oh my God, this is a my moment to shine. Like this is my moment to define it for everyone else within my organization. So say no to busy work so you can really look at things from a higher level. And of course, this is going to be dependent on what level you come into work, you know, what type of work you do, whether it's in corporate, um, freelancing, or even contract work, but be willing to lend your voice to the field. And that means, and that's the reason why we started this podcast is to lend our voice. And I'm seeing this, that that we're going to have to do that a lot um, in the field, but it's very exciting. But you don't want to bog yourself down with like, little things. And what do I mean by little things? I mean by like, oh, like change the layout of this PowerPoint, stuff like that. You don't really want to be bogged down with that unless it's something you have to do. Um, and it's something that just needs to get done because also it's dependent on the size of your department and also your the, the labor that's available. Mm-hmm. But you do want to keep in mind that you don't want to keep doing those small tasks all the time because it's literally not what an ID does. And also um, one of the most, um, I guess, equitable skills that I found to be in this workplace is that project management and as an instructional designer, you have to manage your projects. And that's what creates uh, meaningful work for me as well. Um, And I feel like that puts me in a position to stand firm in my knowledge um, and also my business acumen and how instructional design can tie into business goals. And to do that, I have to know how to functionally manage a project. And I feel like once you possess those skills, then you can work on more meaningful things because literally you can be the driver behind it. Oh, most definitely. And I, what I'm, I'm hearing a lot in what you're saying is that there is such um, a voice for definition in the field, it but is. there is a voice for creativity in the field, but that there's also a voice for the engineering part of the field. And I'm not talking about engineering and like the type of like regular, like structural engineering or anything like that, but I'm really talking about it in the systematic process of things and how things work together and the reasoning behind why they work together. Yeah. I think that that it's funny too, with us having two kind of different backgrounds, um, how I could see someone really enjoying this field. I think people have this misconception that it says they're very creative and you have to have this creative mind and stuff. And I, I think I would reason that, yes, that is helpful, but that's not not every instructional designer is going to be the most creative person in the world, but the best ones have a great, great knowledge for how Mm -hmm. systems work together and for how the business system and the knowledge system, how do they integrate in the best way possible? Exactly. Exactly. That is like one of the things that I was hearing as you were saying, um, how you ensure your work is meaningful. I really, I heard that systematic process over and over. And I think that that was something really important to highlight. Um, and re- I'm g- really glad that you, um, that was almost like a thread throughout your main point. Yeah. Great job. 
Yeah, definitely. And I feel like it's important for other people to understand our systems and processes. And really, it's just like the thought behind it or the method to the madness behind it. Like we want people to buy in on that because then you really see what's going on and then you really can see the value that an ID or even just a learning and development specialist can bring to any type of um, organization. So yeah, I definitely wanted to highlight that because I want to keep people inspired about this because it's even some things that I see in like groups um, and even the blogs, like is is very, people complain, it's like, it's a little muddy. Um, and that's, to me, that's cool because it's like, okay, it's a little muddy, but it's also room for definition. And that's where we literally have to step in. It's like ID pioneers or ID warriors and just really lean on our understanding of our systems. Like, you know, the different models we use, like the different theories, like I was discussing like adult learning theories with um, a, a colleague at work, just so you can understand like why we create like, you know, clips of our, or, or mini lessons, things like that, because it's, it's, it's all a process. It's not just, you know, hey, I think this is like something cool to implement. It's that it works. And I think um, I just, I, I love the feeling and I'm just very excited to continue to do the work. Um, it's ID work, but it's also like a, 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 the work of like strategic development as well. I really, and I love that. And I definitely heard your mission and your voice and everything come out there. And I really heard from you too, how meaningful that your work is, even if it is not you who's getting the credit for it, but maybe for a company or maybe for someone that's engaging with it. I think that that's really the meaning there can be derived so many different ways and looking at the way that you derive meaning, I think is really inspiring. And I think is going to really help instructional designers in the field, figure out that muddiness component, like what makes sense to them, because it seems as, as you were talking about it. And as we both know from personal experience, that Mm -hmm. is a big thing that the field can be muddy with what it really is. But I think maybe meaning is the way that we shuffle through the muddiness and the Mm -hmm. way that we streamline exactly what it is that we do, how we do it and how it can purposely impact people. Awesome. I totally agree. Thanks for that. Yeah, no problem. Those are some really great words. And I'm really um, glad that we could have um, a podcast on that because I really feel like that brought home a lot of things that I know people are struggling with and it because there's so few of us too. We have to be able to share in what our, not our struggles are, but things that we're still like meditating and contemplating on. And I think, and I just, I just want people to understand that it's okay to be a voice is mm-hmm. really okay to stand up and tell people literally what it is. Like, yeah. um, you're the expert. I, I want you to always know that you're the expert. Like, this is this is your vocation. You know, this is your work. And so you're the expert in this. And people, you know, are actually waiting for you to define it. Because, you know, I think who wants to be confused? Nobody wants Nobody. to be confused. <laughs> so I think, you know, to bring even a pinch of clarity to it by speaking up and also just really tacking on the meaningful aspect of your, of our work will, you know, help us move forward. Exactly right. Well, thank you so much, Sierra, for kind of talking to us about meaning and how to produce meaningful work in corporate America. Um, what a great segment. Awesome. I'm happy you enjoyed. There were so many great points that were brought up in today's episode. We would love to know what sparked your interest. 
Let us know by connecting with us on Instagram at Ladies of Learning or by following us on Twitter at LearnWithLOL. And don't forget to share this episode. See you next time.